You're listening to the Blended Family Podcast, a weekly show with a strong focus on strategies and methods to help your family thrive. Blended families face many difficulties and challenges, which can sometimes drive families apart. The goal of this podcast is to help your blended family grow together through these challenges to create the peaceful and loving home you desire. Here is your host, Melissa. Hi, everyone. You're listening to episode 136 of the Blended Family Podcast. I missed you last week. I had to unfortunately take a week off in podcasting, which I'll talk about here in a minute. Also today, I will be answering some listener questions and I'll be doing a giveaway. So lots to talk about today as I try to get back into the swing of things. Now, you know, I really don't like talking about myself too much since I'm really here for you. But today I have to because I have to let you know what's been dragging me down. I knew after the last week I've had that I couldn't keep it to myself since it was a big learning lesson for me and hopefully my pain might help some of you in the future. I'll start by saying my trip up to New York was lovely and that I was able to spend time with my family. I only get to see them but once a year if I'm lucky and so it always feels so good to be around them. That's not to say it was stress-free though. On the way to the airport, we were detoured twice since the main roads were closed due to fatal accidents, and so we almost thought we'd missed the flight. We ended up getting pulled over 10 minutes away from the airport. The cop finally let us go when I told him our predicament, but then Sean couldn't find parking. Ugh, it was just a nightmare, all of it. Once in New York, things were good, but my brother's going through some tough times right now, and then my mom was kind of sad because... She's lonely up there. She was happy when I was there, but you know, so sad knowing that I was leaving again. So yeah, it was tough to leave, especially when I felt needed. The absolute joy of the trip, as some of you might have seen from my pictures in the Facebook group, was getting to spend time with my niece. She's so completely amazing to be around, and Sean and I got to spoil her a little bit. Overall, the trip was great. Not complaining about the trip. Coming home, however, was a different story. I was already crying my eyes out on the plane from leaving and feeling pretty sad. It was a late flight, so by the time we landed back in Florida, it was almost midnight. We just touched down. I turned on my phone, and my daughter called. She told me that her and grandma had an argument. This is Sean's mom I'm talking about who lives with us and helps us with the kids when we aren't around. But we already asked the kids not to come home until we were back. They were supposed to all be with our exes so that there wouldn't be any issues. Well, of course, they didn't listen. So without boring you with all the details, I'll just say it was a bad fight to the point where everyone was involved. My son, my other daughter, my ex-husband and his mother were all pulled in. It was bad. It was one of those fights where you think, how are we going to get past this one? which was probably silly, but remember, I was already feeling pretty low and vulnerable at the time. By the time we got home, it was almost 2 a.m., and we had to get up at 6 for work, so we went to bed knowing we'd have to figure it out in the morning. So I woke up the next morning, and you know when you wake up okay, but then you realize, oh no, I have to deal with this situation, and then your stomach kind of sinks. I wasn't looking forward to it. And then that morning, I got a text from both my ex and his mom, and it brought me even lower. I don't like conflict. I don't do well with conflict. And as the day progressed, I just kept sinking lower and lower. At the same time, I woke up with a really bad bladder infection, and that wasn't helping my mood. 
Now, those of you who have been listening a while know that in general, I'm a pretty happy, peaceful person. I have my moments, but for the most part, I'm optimistic. I rarely get depressed. And if so, no more than a few hours. I used to call my depressed moments my dark place. And I'd sit there sometimes when I'd feel low. Like when my girls moved out, for instance. I went to my dark place for a little bit. But that doesn't compare to what happened to me this time. I fell into a deep, severe depression. It was an uncontrollable sadness and irrationality that I've never experienced in my entire life. I thought I knew what depression was, but obviously I didn't have a clue. This was different. And I, despite having all the kids home, I went straight to bed when I got home from work. I didn't eat anything the entire day, not a bite. Sean finally woke me up, made me eat a bowl of cereal, and I went right back to bed. Next day, same thing, came home from work and slept all day. What was concerning to me was the horrible thoughts that were running through my mind. I mean, I wasn't wanting to live. I was just in such misery. So you might be thinking, okay, Melissa, it was just a fight. Why such a deep depression? Well, I know it was irrational now, but at the time I couldn't bring myself out of it. I believe it was a chemical depression and I don't know what triggered it, but it was completely out of my control. It took me three entire days to lift out of it. Honestly, when I was in it, I didn't think I was ever coming out of it, but I did. And when I did, I felt like I was waking up from a nightmare, a bad dream. I tell you, I have a whole new appreciation and compassion for those who struggle with depression. It's a word we all throw around when we're sad about something, but real depression is no joke. So why am I telling you all this? Because after I came out of it and processed what happened, I learned some valuable lessons, and I think that they're worth sharing with you. I learned that my blended family is still going to struggle even after over 10 years, and that I can't control everyone's moods and behaviors. I can't expect them all to handle things the way I would because, well, they're all different from me. I learned that I'm doing too much. I'm running two businesses and trying to parent four teens, make my spouse happy, be there for my friends and run a household among other things. Plus the kids have all been home the entire summer. And so I haven't had a break or any downtime. I got overwhelmed with my responsibilities. And part of that is my own fault because I won't ask for help. I'm such a control freak that I insist on doing everything on my own and I need to learn how to delegate. I learned that I can't make everyone happy. I know so many of you are people pleasers just like me and you will drive yourself insane trying to make people happy all the while you become more miserable. That was an important lesson for me. I am so busy trying to please and I forget about my own self-pleasure. I learned that despite everything going on around me, I have to somehow learn to find that peace within myself instead of hoping to find peace externally. I've always asked for peace in my family, but instead I need to work on my inner peace since I can't control everyone else. And I learned that if I don't take better care of myself and my emotions, that my body will force me to do so, which is exactly what happened. My body shut down so that I could rest it and so that I could learn these valuable lessons. So don't be like me. I've been running a marathon, it feels like, for years, always doing more than my body should handle. I don't ever wanna go through that again. So I need to make sure I figure out a way to take care of myself. 
And I know that so many of you are just as overwhelmed and stressed out as me. What's frustrating for me is that I know exactly what I'm doing wrong and I know what I need to do, but I just don't do it. Just like I can tell you all what to do, but when it comes to me, I just ignore the signs. So my efforts today in telling you all this is so that you can prevent an episode like this in yourself. Listen to your body, do things for yourself, learn how to find inner peace. I'm not sure exactly what my plan of action is yet. I'm waiting for my kids to go back to school, which is this week, thank God. And I wanna try to get back into a normal routine. It's been a rough, long summer. I know for sure I'm adding a daily meditation practice, which is something I have fought against for years. But this time I'm definitely doing it. I'm also going to start asking for help, which sounds like common sense, but it's kind of hard for me. And don't worry about the podcast. I will keep it going. I just need to find blocks of time for myself so that I don't allow myself to get so depleted. So I hope that I didn't bore you to tears, but sometimes I do think it's important that I share some of my own personal life struggles with you. And also so that you understand why I didn't put out a show last week and why I was kind of off of social media. I didn't even have the headspace for that. So let's get into the show. I actually want to start with my giveaway, which was supposed to happen last week. Last month, we discussed loving your teenagers and also positives of being a step-parent. So to go with that theme, I'm giving away a copy of Chicken Soup for the Soul on Being a Parent. The entire Chicken Soup series are always so inspirational. So I thought you might enjoy that. So as you know, in order to be entered into my random giveaways, you just need to be a member of my list. If you are not, it's simple and free to join. Just go to blendedfamilypodcast.com forward slash subscribe. For this drawing, the winner is Andrea Clough. Congratulations, Andrea. I will be emailing you so that I can get this book out to you right away. Now, for some listener questions, and if you ever want to ask me a question, you can email me at melissa at blendedfamilypodcast.com or you can ask on Facebook. If you're not already a member of the private Facebook group, you should come over and join. Lots of you ask questions there, which is great because you can get lots of different perspectives. If you want to join us there, you can do so by going to blendedfamilypodcast.com forward slash group. And I know I mentioned a lot of links, so all of them are always in the show notes as well. So you don't have to worry if you didn't get to write it down. So the first question comes from the Facebook group and it says... Advice needed from parents with completely different parenting styles. Background, my significant other has a stepson who's eight, and I have no bio kids of my own yet. If you're not married yet but want children of your own someday, and you and your significant other disagree on everything that comes to parenting and discipline, he's a pushover and I like more structure, how do you resolve things? I'm concerned because we've been together for two years, and parenting is the biggest thing that we struggle with. He wants more kids, and I want kids of my own, and we have been planning on getting married for about a year now, but we've lived together for a year and a half, and parenting has caused us so much struggle and tension in our relationship. I feel like if I were to meet someone without children already, there would be no guarantees that we would be any more compatible with parenting styles. My significant other and I are committed to making our relationship work, so I'm not looking for a way out. I'm more just looking for advice from people that have already been here or are currently in a situation where your parenting style is the exact opposite of your spouse's and how to make it work. 
So if you are a member of the group, like I said, it's great because you can post questions like this and get responses from different people. And if you want to check out what others said for this listener, you can go find that thread. It was written on July 27th. My opinion is this, and by the way, this is a very common issue. Your situation is different than most emails that I get that talk about different parenting styles because they usually deal with kids on both sides. In this case, my listener does not have bio kids, but the concern here is for the future. One thing that you don't reveal in your question is whether or not your partner has full custody or visitation. It actually makes a difference. Parents that only get weekend visitations tend to be more lenient with their kids since they don't get to see them all that often. I'm not making excuses. It's just kind of the way it is. I think it's more difficult when there are kids on both sides and parents don't agree because that creates more issues within the blended family. For you, listener, I think you have a valid concern, but at the same time, I think things will be completely different when you have a child together. I don't think it's going to turn out the way you're picturing it in your mind. As a step-parent, there's only so much say or influence we have as opposed to our own bio children. You will find that when you have a child together, you will be able to be much more structured and involved and raise the child more the way you want. And like you said, there are no guarantees. Honestly, most parents, whether in traditional or blended families, don't always agree on parenting. In most cases, co-parenting is always a challenge. The bigger question is, how do you deal with your differences? Because you'll always have differences. So it's all about learning how to communicate and compromise. Talk about what bothers you or what you think needs to change and why. Again, keep in mind that with stepchildren, we have less of a say. But when you do have a child together, and probably before you do, that's when you need to sit down and have a conversation about what your expectations are, talk about structure, discipline, and boundaries all before the child even arrives. Most people wait until they're faced with uncomfortable situations, and it's far better to talk about those issues before they even happen. And last, I would say, instead of getting frustrated with one another, try to understand where the other is coming from. Why is this parenting style the way it is? We all have different parenting styles. Some of it has to do with how we were raised. Some of it has to do with current circumstances. Sometimes understanding why helps us to better work together. So I hope that helps you. The next question I have also from the Facebook group says this. I've posted before about exchanges not going so well and bio mom typically making the kiddos upset. Yesterday, we were given full custody of all three kids in an emergency trial. Today is the first day they will see their mom in a week and a half. We told them all last night, uh, twin girls who are five and a boy who's six, that they will be living with daddy now and changing schools and can't have any sleepovers with mommy for a while. However, they will see her for a little bit twice a week. None of them really seem to understand until this morning before they left to go see her that their lives are changing. We're nervous for them and any manipulation or promises they will hear today. We're nervous about their return back to us and their emotional state. Any advice on how to help these poor kiddos in their transition? They love their mom and her parents, but she needs help and we certainly don't wanna keep them from her, but are very happy we know they're safe with us every day. Well, let me first say that I'm sorry that you're all in this position. I'm glad though that the children have a safe and caring environment to be in now and thank you for stepping up as a stepmother to do the right thing. You obviously have taken on a huge responsibility. The kids are still very young and impressionable and so it's better they're with you. 
The first thing I would set up, if possible, is some therapy for them. I'm not sure what the backstory is here, but just going by what you said so far, I'm sure they would benefit from some counseling. Because they are so young, I don't think you need to share too many details with them. When they ask questions, I would answer them honestly, but age appropriately. So they don't need to know any disturbing details. Maybe something along the lines of, mommy isn't feeling very well lately and she needs to get better before there's another sleepover or something of that nature. Or maybe mommy has been very busy lately. Or just don't talk bad about her at all. Not to say that you are, but just giving you some guidelines here. Just be factual without your personal opinions and remind them that she loves them, right? Because we don't want them blaming themselves for any reason or thinking that she doesn't care. If they were older, I'd tell you to be a little bit more honest, but at the ages of five and six, they really can't process much and you wanna keep things simple. Now, when they come back, you can remind them that if they have any questions, they can come to you and you'll answer their questions as best as you can. You will have to fight an urge to pry even though you'll wanna know what might have been said. They will tell you at that age if something's concerning, they'll tell you. But most of all, lots of patience and love. It may not be an easy road ahead of you, but if they have support and love, they'll be okay. Young kids are very resilient, and if mom gets her act together, it's likely that they won't even remember much of this down the road. So I hope that helps. And this next question comes from my email, and it says, I will give you a bit of background. Divorced three and a half years and remarried. I have four kids with my ex. Over the weekend, our son had a missed camping due to weather and scheduling. My son is almost 10. His dad let him stay up very late, likely after midnight. I don't like that, but they watched a movie about Bloody Mary. I can only assume it's a horror movie. I'm very upset and I don't think it's okay. How do I handle this with a high conflict, toxic bio dad? <clears throat> So another common problem in blended families, right? We don't like or approve of what's going on in the other home. And this happens with all kinds of things, social media usage, clothing choices, snack foods, bathing, and on and on and on. This is what I tell people, and I know it's not what many wanna hear, but it's this, is that we can't control for most of what goes on in the other homes. That being said, when it comes to health and wellness or if a child is in danger of any kind, then we need to step in and do something. Also, when the kids are too young to be responsible at all for their well-being. But in this case, it's a movie, and yes, I totally get how frustrating that can be. If you told me you were dealing with an ex who's a good communicator and you co-parent well, well, I tell you to go have a conversation with him, but he isn't. He's toxic and high conflict. If you try to bring this up in a conversation, he will likely turn it into a huge fight. And the bottom line is, he will still do what he does. Since your son is 10, he's old enough to start taking responsibility for his own actions and paying consequences for them as well. So if he watches a scary movie, let's say, and ends up having a nightmare, he'll learn from that. I did the same thing myself with my girls who would watch our movies and eat tons of candy at my ex's house, and initially I would get upset with him. But then when the kids got a little bit older, I put the responsibility on them. I realized that I needed them to learn to make the right choices. So I explained to them that if they keep eating candy there and not brushing their teeth, they'd have cavities and they'd have to endure the pain of that. 
You could apply this to anything. If there is no bedtime at the other home, they'll have to learn how that affects their body the next day. Talk to your kids about learning to make the right choices even when they don't have to, even when no one is telling them to. That's how they learn and grow in the world and how they learn to be more independent. And I know it's so frustrating, but this unfortunately is all part of divorce and blended families. So that was my last question today. We're running out of time. I picked questions that hopefully you all can relate to. And please keep continuing to send me your questions and perhaps I will choose one of them for a future show. Either way, you'll always get a response from me. And again, my email is melissa at blendedfamilypodcast.com. And please just keep in mind when you do email me that it might take me a little bit of time to get back to you just because I've been a little bit overwhelmed lately. Thank you all so much for listening today. I know that when it comes to podcasts, you have so many choices and with blended families, so little time. I really do appreciate all of you for being part of this community. I hope you all have a great week and join me next week for another show. Bye. You have been listening to the Blended Family Podcast. For more information, please visit the website at blendedfamilypodcast.com. Remember, to create the peaceful home you desire, all you need is love.